0: Well it's good good to be with you. Merry Almost Christmas. Um <clears throat> both the first years in my breakout room had already breakout room had already finished exams. Um so you know, feel jealous, the rest of you. Hard to believe you're an eighth done with your academic career, some of you. Um and on your way, um, uh, many of you to campus for the first time in the spring. Well, we continue uh, this week in the two-part series. We did a two-part series for Thanksgiving. This is a two-part series for, for Christmas. And Bill led off last week out of Luke 2 on Simeon and Anna. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up. And uh, so let me, let me read the scripture. This is Luke 2, verse 25 on uh, through 38. this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a widow, until she was 84 she did not depart from the temple worshiping and fasting worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day and coming up at that very hour she began to give thanks to god and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of israel amen thus far god's word and um, <clears throat> you know bill focused last week on waiting uh for the lord waiting and trusting in the promises of God. And this is what Simeon and Anna were doing here. You know, what's the scene? You know, we're, we're in the temple, uh, Mary and Joseph, they bring the baby Jesus um, to perform the, the sacrifices required by the law. They're poor parents. They're offering uh, a pair of turtle doves instead of a lamb. And, here, and there's, here are two witnesses, a man and a woman, both old, Simeon and Anna, um, who witness and testify to the fulfillment of a prophecy from Malachi 3.1, the, the, the promise that suddenly the Lord, the messenger of the covenant will appear in the temple. And these are the two witnesses, two witnesses required in the law to establish the truth of something. And so Simeon takes Jesus into his arms and, and blesses him and says, you know, this tremendous act of trust. Now that you uh, you are letting your servant depart in peace, right? He can die happy. Because he's seen the Lord's salvation, and then Anna, Anna, and then Simeon pronounces this prophecy over Jesus. This is a really striking prophecy. This child—I mean, what parent? What? What do you do with this? These are the things that you know. Mary treasured up in her heart. Uh, Luke says repeatedly. You know, what do you do with this? He says, "This child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce your heart also." Uh, the thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. And then Anna, Anna comes the second witness who's been there in the temple and who is Anna? I want to focus especially on Anna uh, tonight. So, you know, she was presumably married 13, 14 would have been typical and then widowed 20, 21. Um, And then rather than remarry, though she was young, she had devoted herself to the worship of the Lord in the temple. This was an acceptable thing, uh, an honorable thing um thing uh, a sign of great character and faith and piety um that some widows chose Uh, we see this in first timothy five um so so at a young age at an age similar to 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 many on this call she chose to devote herself rather than to remarry she chose to devote herself to worshiping the lord and she'd been doing this in the temple well it's either till the age of 84 or for eighty four years so she would which would put her over 100 um, the Greek allows either. But she's been doing this for decades and decades and decades uh, in the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And she's a prophetess. She's an agent of God's revelation here to announce the coming of the messenger of the covenant, um, his presence as, as Simeon has as well in his own way. Here they announce their God's uh, uh, mouthpieces to proclaim it to that that remnant present in the temple who are waiting for the consolation of Israel, the redemption of Israel, who are waiting for its salvation, um, waiting for the hope for Messiah, not those who are comfortable and content. um, So many of the leaders and authorities in Jerusalem who are content with the status quo and concerned with preserving their own authority, or alternatively, those who were obsessed with uh, a political desire to overthrow the Romans, but rather these are those who are waiting in the temple, worshiping God, and looking expectantly for the redemption, the consolation of, of Israel, of Jerusalem, Jerusalem standing in for as, uh, uh, for the whole people of Israel. And so this is this is uh, uh, what Anna um, has devoted her life to. And uh, I want to ask something. You know, she she's marked by this you know, tremendous character, faith, uh, uh, self self control, um, uh, uh, devotion. That's the word I want to focus on: devotion. Where, where do you uh, envision yourself in um, five years? Well, last year, where did, where did you envision yourself? You would have been wrong, right? We were all desperately wrong a year ago, how we thought 2020 would go. None, none of us expected, but where, you know, were your plan, how many of you are planners? Yeah, I should put those hands out. How many are planners, that, right? It's like Princeton is plagued with planners, obsessive planners. And so where, where, what is your plan? What, what, what is it that you are, you are set upon? Where will you be in five years, do you think? Where will you be in 10 years? Is there a particular job, a particular career, a particular life stage that you're, you expect? You know, how, how do you envision yourself at 50? Maybe that's way too far in the future, but I know some of you even go that far. You know, you, is, it, is, it a, is it a nice house in the suburbs or is it an apartment in the city? is it in the is it is it domestically or abroad in your home country or somewhere else very few of us envision ourselves at 84 let alone older right we we're not planning for that and frankly you know looking at Anna's life i think relatively few of us that would would have this as our hope i hope as a uh, to to worship god as a single person night and day <clears throat> for years and years and years relatively few of us would have that and yet when we look at anna we we say i think i think if we look clearly we see she has joy and hope and she is a a, a, has a testimony of who god is and she has it in advanced day you know the greek for like she's advanced in years is this redundant you know and she her, her she was blessed with an abundance of many days she was, she was old with many, many days. And yet, despite that advanced age, which in our own culture we view with uh, fear, trepidation, denial, right? We don't plan to be old. We plan to be still young even when we're old in years, but we don't plan for when we're actually genuinely old. And yet she has joy and she has hope uh, because she has faith. And I think those are qualities that, if we're honest with ourselves, we should envy. And that we should hope, as we think about planning our futures, that we should hope to have. We should hope to be the kind of person Anna was, such that she was there in old age, in the temple, proclaiming to the people, the faithful, that um, giving thanks to God and speaking of him. We should hope that that would be our devotion. That's what would mark us. What are you devoted to? What are you devoted to? I mean, Princeton—you meet all sorts of interesting characters. I had, I had a roommate who'd memorized the populations of every county in the United States. Every single thousands of counties It was a great party trick. I, I you know, I had a, I had a roommate who um, filmed dead squirrels um, on the side of Washington Road for a JP. Um, I had I had a I, I had a roommate who played the stock market, you know, day by day in the morning, he would have gained or lost more money than my parents made in a year. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, you meet all sorts of, I I, I had a friend who who just had a tremendous static electricity, still does uh, for some reason, he's just electric in personality and literally um, always shocking you um, or, or being shocked. Uh, and people, people have very strange, intense devotions. You know, there was there was the neighbor uh, who pulled all nighters until his lung collapsed, and the doctor told him to stop. And then he pulled more all nighters until his lung collapsed, and the doctor told him to stop. You know, there was the uh, um, uh, the uh, my best friend at Princeton who who would go days without sleep, days, not just all nighters, but he'd go multiple days in a row. And so there's just this tremendous. Um, uh, uh, undercurrent of determination, in weird ways, your determination may not be at all for your classwork. Uh, It may be in a totally different sphere. It may be in uh, relationships. It may be a particular uh, uh, ambition unique to yourself. I've known lots of people at Princeton who were determined to be president of the United States. One day, none of them have gotten there yet. Maybe when they're 84, (laughs) uh, they can run judging by how old we elect our presidents these days. Um, So who knows, there's still hope, there's still hope for them. What are you devoted to? What drives you? What gets you excited? What gets you pacing the room? What gets you eager and engaged? Uh, Maybe for you, it's actually been a long time. This has been a hard year. And I know many are really struggling and so maybe you've lost that motivation, or you've lost that sense of devotion, whether to God or to your work or to your relationships, your friendships. Many of us, I mean, it's remarkable the kinds of changes that come upon us when, in, with the hopes of a romantic relationship, this you know the, the guys who finally start engaging in personal hygiene um, uh, uh, because they they have some some someone uh, who they're interested in. I mean, it's just it's it's a uh, It's remarkable what we're able to do when we truly are devoted to something. Well, what Anna and Simeon, what are they uh, witnessing to with their, their devotion to the Lord? Now, they were waiting for Christ to come. They were trusting in the promises. Now, for us, we are on the other side of the hinge of history. They were witnesses to the turning of history. What were they witnesses to? To the coming of the Lord to his temple, and what does Simeon prophesy over Jesus? This is what he prophesies, that he will be appointed. He's appointed for the fall and the rising of many, uh, for the piercing of souls. Now, this is specifically to Mary, obviously the suffering she will undergo seeing her son crucified. But it's specific also, it it's, it applies to all of us so that the thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. And, you know, you're all determined in, in education. Princeton is doing its best. Right now to expose your relative um, knowledge and all your subjects it does too good, a, too painful of a job of exposing that. But there's something much more important that I would encourage you to grapple with tonight, which is what is Jesus exposing in your heart, in what you truly seek after, what you truly love and truly desire because the, the gospel the person of Jesus Christ is a challenge to our very existence right he comes into our lives and so many of the things that we're chasing after that in the words of ecclesiastes are vapor right wind we can't even hold it we spend our whole lives chasing after prestige or money or success in any any of the ways that we define success success in uh, the private sector success in government success in nonprofit um, success uh, here, there, and everywhere. Success in friendship. Success in romance. Success as parents. And he comes in and challenges all the vapor that we chase after. The fundamentally, the fundamental devotion to ourselves. And He comes in and he, uh, on the one hand, he, he casts that down. That's the fall. And yet, at the same time, as we come to encounter who Jesus is laying his life down on the cross for our sins, rising from the dead for our life. It's not just fall, it's also rising. It's also rising. Many of us, I think, uh, today, I mean, 2020 is a year where you have felt the fall. And so I would want to encourage you tonight and as we go into Christmas to feel the rising and to find that identity in Christ. That's the language of the scripture. It's in Christ, to be in Christ to identify with him in the price he has paid for your sin. In the, in the, the transformation of your life from an orientation enslaved in, 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 to empty things, to that vapor that we seek after. Enslaved to that, that fundamental narcissism that marks our life. Whether we're devoted to our professional ambitions or just our own private comfort. And rather breaks, us, breaks the power of sin and welcomes us up into new life and gives us power by his spirit to live that life. Do you feel that power of being in Christ and that the devotion against all your own weakness and inability, the devotion to what is good and pure and true. One of the hardest things I think about college ministry, well, one of the great blessings of college ministry is you're young. And you can set your life. You're making fundamental decisions about the orientation of your life. Are you going to be feeding selfishness or grace? Are you going to feed anger and bitterness or mercy? Are you going to listen to God's truth or the world's truth? You're young. One of the challenges, though, in campus ministry is we're young. And the most powerful testimonies in my life were people like Simeon and Anna who were advanced in years and marked by deep faith? Because in them there was proof of the power of the gospel. Not just to, not just to get you through what you hope for in your five-year plan or your 10-year plan or your even a 25-year plan, but a plan that goes all the way up into old age and beyond. And so one of the do you have those testimonies in your life? Someone who's older, someone who's weathered and experienced the kinds of things you're struggling with now and been brought by God through to the other side, who is a testimony to you of that great faithfulness. Maybe you don't have those examples in your life. I'd encourage you to make a habit of this in life, of seeking that out. You know, We seek out people who are ahead of us in life, a little bit ahead, a medium amount of head, very far ahead. can testify just as we seek out people who are coming up behind us who we can disciple who we can help out care for testify to extend god's grace to because it is powerful to see proof this is what we do right this is what you study like uh, prove it out over time test results Well, this, you know, this is an area where Princeton has great weakness. You know, you come to reunions. It has great results in terms of worldly success. It can. It certainly can. But also at reunions, you see that the fundamental spiritual struggle is not addressed by what we're doing in class. But it is addressed in Jesus Christ, who is a sign. Opposed by many, yes. Leads to all sorts of falling in our own lives, a challenge to so many things we're pursuing, and yet who brings such rising, such resurrection into our lives, the only source of resurrection in our lives. And so let let that be what we move forward with this December of 2020, the best of all years, um, is that Jesus Christ, he has come. And if we are in him, then we are in him with his resurrection. Let that search our hearts expose our hearts but don't don't stay there merely discouraged about the ways in which your life may is no doubt devoted to all sorts of things that are that are uh, unsatisfying empty but rather allow yourself to be in christ in his resurrection to trust in the power of the spirit to fill us with hope and joy that cannot be taken away the kind of hope and joy that anna had, as she worshiped in the temple those many decades, as she testified, as she prophesied to the people uh, about the Lord, uh, his promised Messiah, uh, his great salvation. Amen. Let me, and let me pray. Heavenly Father, bless this uh, to us. We thank you so much that we can call uh, Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. We thank you that he came as a baby, that he was witnessed uh, not by the authorities, not by those in power, but by by shepherds in the fields, um, by Simeon and by Anna, by older saints who devoted their life to worshiping you. And uh, we pray, Heavenly Father, that we likewise would be able to testify to the 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 salvation that has been accomplished through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who suffered as we have suffered, who was raised as we have been raised, um, uh, who 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 brought. Um, all the 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 wealth, the political power, the military power of the world confounded it, and rather uh, uh, showed us our desperate spiritual need, and answered that need through His death on the cross and His resurrection from the from the tomb. We pray these things in His name. Amen.